Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahon Show, The Pod. The John Mapod Show. John Mapod Show. Get in my pod. The Mahoncast. Yeah. Whatever Mah- you want to call it. Mahoncast does actually sound all right, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all a bit self-centered, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a big vanity project. <laughs> Welcome to Narcissism, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bro. Do you want to tell them about your fucking website? Powered by Forever Loud. I'm, but it's not ollierout.com, though, is it? <laughs> the Ollie Route show. Powered by forever-loud.com. <laughs> For all your alternative music and culture needs. Hell yeah, make it your homepage because everyone I'd still needs keep Google, home. to be fair. I, I don't want to make it my homepage. Why not? That's an old school thing though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you just type it in the bar at the top. Yeah. You? Don't even have to use... Do you have to go on Google? Would you ever Ask want... Jeeves, remember that? Oh, terrible browser. What else? Bing, that never Bing. lasted. no. <laughs> you just can't compete with Google. They are yeah. in everything. Yeah. Apparently the Google servers they have underground are like miles long. That doesn't surprise me. They're yeah. probably the size of actual content. Well, continents. they own YouTube, so it's like, imagine all the content on YouTube Yeah, has to go somewhere. Especially this shit. So yeah. thank you so much for watching and listening and subscribing and being a part of it. We are new to the podcasting world. However, the John Mahon Show has been rolling on YouTube and Twitch live since... May. May. And... and- Oh, what were you going to say? say? Ah! <laughs> I was just, I was just trying to figure out what you were going to say next. And <laughs> on this episode, we talked to Tades from Hot Mulligan. And this interview special because this interview was done the night before their album came out, which is a great time to speak to a band like album release Eve. Yeah. Although, if I remember correctly, he, he didn't seem that excited. I feel really? like you were more excited. I than was. He was. <laughs> I was trying to like pitch some of the excitement to him. Like, it, like it felt like it wasn't his first you know, radio, um, which it wasn't. To be fair, they've dropped a few albums. One of my favorite clips on the internet is uh, Robert Smith from The Cure <laughs> when he's at the Grammys or something, and that that presenter is like, "Oh my God, it's Robert Smith! Are you excited to be here?" And he's like, well, "Evidently not excited. Not as excited as you." Def Havana did that to me at Download did, yeah. Festival. Yeah. Like, I, like, I like that. Yeah. I was like, are you good? And they were, they were like, referencing that. Yeah. Though. They were like, not as good as you, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, you boys. <laughs> it's just you the, boys. But the thing is, it's just like, that's the difference between, I feel like, Americans and the British people. They're like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. Yeah. Like, I, I do have quite an American personality on that front. Yeah. Well, someone needs to bring the uh, excitement and enthusiasm to stuff hell yeah i just bring the sarcasm and solid puns to be fair yeah well, decent pun game so i wouldn't say solid would you not well he's kind of i mean you laugh at stuff but i guarantee you if i said half of this shit to my girlfriend she'd be like shut the fuck up <laughs> so what you're saying is we need to become lovers is because no what i'm saying is we have superior sense of humor to everyone else there we go. <laughs> well, and dads. Well, speaking of dads, there's a song on the new Hot Mulligan album called It's a Family Movie. She Hates Her Dad. And Tades from Hot Mulligan is going to be joining us on this episode of the podcast. And their brand new album, Why Would I Watch, dropped literally 
the day after this yeah. interview. So enjoy listening to that. Oh yeah, something we forgot to say on the last episode of the pod, which I'm going to mention right now, is in these pods, you're going to hear us doing reactions to songs but we're going to take the music out for obvious reasons Spotify doesn't really like it when you use other people's music but I'm going to try and keep in at least like just some of us talking about the song because at least that way you kind of get a bit of a radio show kind of vibe but if you want the full reaction experience to anything that you hear us react to on the pod head over to the YouTube channel where you can check out the videos of all of our reactions and they have the songs with them too so they make a little bit more sense but this is the one this is the one where you react to Machine Gun Kelly's rap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big fan. Big fan over here. And you can hear Ollie tear MGK apart in episode two of the John Mahon Show. Yes, my friends, and welcome to episode two of the John Mahon Show, powered, as always, by Forever Loud. Joining me is my brother, Ollie Rout, producer Ollie. How's it going, John? Episode two. We made, yeah. we made it. Hell yeah, we survived. Started at the bottom. Now, now we're slightly more here. Now we're beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of comedy you can... You can expect from this show so stay hell tuned. yeah the highest of brows my friend more of that to come thank you ever so much for joining us on that debut episode we had an absolute blast hopefully you enjoyed it as well a massive shout out to our first two live guests as well Ra reynolds from enter shikari Neen from vakovi they were lovely guests every time we say Rao's name we've got to do the tribute it's a great um chant what do you call it just calling card. Just an ad lib. It's like Sam Carter's blah. Oh, he hates that now. He though, really he? doesn't like it, does he? Yeah. Blah. That was very 2010. <laughs> well, it, it went that as was, far as like 2016, 2017. Yeah, actually, yeah. Lost Forever was the was the blah area, wasn't it? <laughs> the blair. The blair. The blair. <laughs> right then, my friends. Yeah, I can hear you. Let's go. Joining us right now, we are joined by a man who performs in a band called Hot Mulligan, who are going to be releasing a brand new record called Why Would I Watch Out at Midnight This Evening. My friends, please make a lot of noise and show some appreciation to Taze! Yeah! <laughs> Did you like the uh, the applause? The two-man applause? <laughs> yeah, it was huge. Massive. <laughs> Let's John go. forgets that we're not in front of a crowd. <laughs> he's, so, he's so used to having a crowd, this guy. <laughs> Bloody hell. Tades, how are you doing, my Sorry, friend? You I got to chew our dog out. There we go. Oh, let's go. What kind of dog you got? Uh, fucking my girlfriend's little... He's like a French bulldog and pug mix. Oh, oh wow. was <laughs> like a bull pug. Bull, <laughs> bull pug? Is that what they call him? sort of bull pug. <laughs> Oh, how are you, my friend? And how is the excitement level amongst the band right yeah. now? Happy new album Eve, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm doing, I'm chilling. I forgot that it was coming out tomorrow until uh, this morning. <laughs> Does it, do uh, you get like any sort of nerves or excitement? Uh, or is it just like... I don't know. I'm just looking forward to the reviews because there's always like 
the really mean ones that I'm going to think about for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be there'll be ten yeah. great reviews, and then you'll be like that one that one bad Let's review. Fix that. Oh, check that out. There we go. Oh, let's go. You're on it. Nothing like your music being judged by people who've never made music before in their lives, right? Yeah, so sick. (laughs) So awesome. (laughs) Where in America are you joining us from right now, my friend? Uh, I'm over in Chicago. Oh, nice. The Windy City. Let's go. Is that where you live in? Yeah. It's it's pretty sick. It's like, I don't know. I, I imagine like London is probably similar, but like, Everything is very expensive, but it's also like right around the corner. Sick. So. Yeah. Why is it called the Windy Sea? Is is it windy? <laughs> I imagine. Windy. Yeah, it's windy. windy is can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah you yeah. can. We're okay, yeah, it's windy as that. shit. It'll fucking kill you. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, before we went on the run that we did over in the UK and Europe, I got a warning for a storm uh that had like 120 mile an hour winds fucking hell jesus rip a tree out of the ground and throw it through your house type stuff oh my god do you have like a proper like hurricane (laughs) bunker like prepared that you can run into or is it just like you stand there with a beer just watching it more the beer yeah (laughs) let's go just like if if you're gonna take me take me i'm here i ain't moving i ain't moving (laughs) Well, we Try will take me gone. <laughs> Fight us if you dare. Well, we'll get into the chat about the brand new record in just a second. But we're, I don't know if you know, so we're a brand new show. It's our second show. So thank you ever so much for joining us. And we're trying to be serious journalists from time to time and have sources just like journalists are known to have. And I actually called upon one of our sources, a gentleman called Boots, who I think you're quite good friends <laughs> with. And old boots. Yeah. Good old boots. Good old bootsy. And I was like, got uh, Tades on the show on Thursday. Is there anything that, you know, that you might be able to tell us? And he mentioned that you've recently picked up a new fan in Matt Healy from the 1975, apparently. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. He <laughs> liked our stuff online, and I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, like, he's an emo kid, really, isn't he? But he just happens to... Being one of the biggest bands in the world right now. Apparently <laughs> t- dating Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's a breaking news as well. But how, like, has, gossip has, has Matt reached out to you yet? Have you had any DMs being like, hey guys, love the stuff? I don't know. Maybe, I, I doubt it. He's, you know, big. I don't know why he'd bother. Not to me. I, I'm barely online at all. Fair enough. That's uh, the best way to be. If he does reach out, I'm going to get an earful about it though. Everyone else <laughs> in the band is going to freak out. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, famous fans are on the horizon for you because Hot Mulligan's name in the United Kingdom has been growing so much popularity. And what's a big indication of that, man, is the fact that you've got this tour happening with Spanish love songs in September. And already on that tour poster, there are a lot of low ticket warnings. Like, how is it? Like, even before your record comes out, knowing that there's a massive thirst for you overseas to see you live. It, it's cool. I I mean, the last tour that we did over there, and we just wrapped up not too long ago, was awesome. Like, I I if we're playing more shows with no barricades, where we can just get a sea of crowd surfers up there, like it it, it feels like the old shows that we used to play, like the the VFW hall weird little venue stuff. You know, it's awesome coming over there. Sick. So if we get more and more popular, I'm. Well, you've got some, the next to come over more often. This next door's got some 
decent sized rooms. You've got the electric ballroom in London, which is, I don't know if you've ever played there before. It's, what, it's like 1,500. Yeah, like 1,500, 1,600. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, that's a good, I love, I love that venue. Yeah, really good venue. And then after that is Birmingham Academy, which is where we're based right now. So Yeah, it is. Great venue well, for Birmingham Academy as well. Pop Town. Hell yeah, we'll come and see you. But in, as you said, yeah. just you just wrapped up a, a run in the UK. I mean, like compared to when you first started out as a band, like how has your fan base evolved? Would you say, like, from the people who were coming to watch you now, like, is it is, is the is the level of fandom like either like more intense? Is the like you know people wanting to like meet you, take photos, like all that kind of stuff, or are your fans a little bit more like relaxed on that front? Um, it depends over here. Uh, in the U.S., I would say that they are feral, um, <laughs> sort of a foaming at the mouth kind of thing for them. Uh, uh, over in the U.K., they're still they're still like kind of strange, but not not quite so not quite so insane yet. Uh, Glasgow people are Glasgow people. Yep. Uh, you just kind of you roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, so far, Germans are the most, like, pleasant people ever. I have Germans heard. are so nice. You know, what I've, the people say about Germans is that they're super nice, but they're also very honest with you. They'll tell you if you're if they liked your set or not. I've spoken to oh, some, yeah. some members of bands, and they've been like, the Germans are brutal, man. They, like, like, if you're shit, they will tell if you. If they shit. didn't enjoy your set, they'll tell you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're I appreciate glad your honesty, you but... <laughs> Well, let's get into this brand new record. Why would I watch? Generic interviewer question number one. Where did the album name come from? Uh, it's a lyric in the song, no, no shoes or socks in the coffee shop, or no socks or shoes in the coffee shop. Um, and it kind of is a running theme. So, like, why would, I, why would I look back with nostalgia if it makes me feel bad? Sick. So. Uh, it's a good name, I guess, just because it, it has it's a good through line for the whole thing, you know. That's a really powerful album name. I love that. And we've got a couple of singles out of it already. We were just watching the music video for your latest single. And as a pro wrestling fan, don't worry, we will get to the name of that last song on the record. Like, it was fucking awesome to watch, man. Like, anytime bands step into a wrestling ring, it, like, automatically gets two thumbs up for me. But, uh, like, are you all the boys wrestling fans? Is that why there's such a big tinge on the record? Or is it just the case that it's silly in your life? Uh Brandon is a huge wrestling fan. Uh, our drummer, he's like okay. he's massive on it, and so uh, I kind of am too now a little bit. I'm like very passively a fan because he made me watch so much of it when we were recording the album. Sick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it just kind of rubbed off on me now. Sweet. And like when you say when you say a fan now, like are you following the current product or are you still like like an attitude era kind of guy? Because I mean that last song title on the album, that's pure attitude era references. Mm. Uh I don't know. I'm I'm follow I follow whenever uh I'm with Brandon, our drummer. Sick. Like because he, he has it on constantly and it's hard to not get sucked back. Yeah. Into that's the same with me. It's right. like I used to watch it growing up, so I knew I know all the, the old guys. But then we got invited to go to one in Birmingham the other day, and it made it. it I felt like a kid again watching it live. It was like, oh my god! And yeah, then I dude, we were top right and stuff. 
Yeah, man, we were we were front row for a WWE house show, and like Ollie had never seen it before, so like he was, like wasn't used to like heckling wrestlers and like you know giving the heels some stick or like if there's a baby face and no one likes heckling them as well. It was a very eye opening experience. It was it was like adult pantomime. Yeah, <laughs> but it, like from people all booing like, and hissing, and it's like they play up to the crowd. It, yeah, it was a whole thing. I I enjoyed it though. It's uh yeah, makes you feel makes you feel young again. Yeah, we have got to get one of your songs on a wrestling soundtrack. Oh, as if, dude. I, I don't know. They have fucking like. I feel like the last song on the on the album, just for that title alone, <laughs> should be. <laughs> it may. It. I was reading through the list of the songs, and I when I got to that, I literally did a laugh out loud. I was like, "This song, this song name is amazing." For those who don't know, can you smell what the Undertaker? <laughs> Oh boy. And I love the fact that you didn't even finish the Rock's catchphrase, like, is cooking on the end. It's like, can you smell what The Undertaker just end? Yeah. <laughs> it, that name was like, we were, we had just been watching like old wrestling highlights for like hours. And we needed to name this demo after, uh, after someone was done recording some like bass or guitar or something. And we, we had just watched hours and hours of wrestling and that like fell out like vomit <laughs> and it stuck and it's such a mistake i love All the like names are fucking uh, our names are getting worse and worse i uh, never change please never change because fallout boy <laughs> did fallout boy lost that inner bit of magic whereas like genuinely i hope you guys are playing wembley one day and you're like this next song's called banging a teapot in a corner whilst the clown watches like <laughs> never never change it is that so I'm, I'm sure you've probably been asked this loads of times but is that something you just you do you come up with the song names and then just attach them to a random song or do you are they somewhat related in some way it's it's like what inside joke are we gonna make this song yeah. this time you know it never really has any rhyme or reason uh very rarely do we have serious titles like Betty is the one serious title on the album. Nice. Uh, everything else is just like, what are we going to call this one? What stupid joke have we been thinking about the most today? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my favorite song on the album is this song is called It's Called What It's Called. And like trying to remember that song title was hard enough. I had to write it down. But like the song's a banger. Like the song is fucking huge. But what I love at the end is who is it screaming? The hi-hat! Use the hi-hat! That's, that's me from like, I don't know, 2016, 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, throughout the album, we sampled a bunch of like old, old, old like videos and audio shit that we had. Um, because the the running theme of the album is like like nostalgia and stuff, you know. Say so. In those little ghosty segments, it's all like if you hear anything, it's just samples from like old videos or audio that we took when we were like in Chris's parents' basement. I was going to say the production of this album is really. I listened to it on headphones yesterday, and there's so much like going on in the, the background, like so much like layering or like just subtle melodies and stuff. I was like, I was like, I was really impressed. I was, is that something you do like consciously or is that done like post in the production? Uh, I mean, our producer that we went to, Brett Romness, uh, we're familiar with him. 
And like we we've been with him twice now. And I feel like the first time we picked up just like a ton of like layering stuff yeah. to know how to do. And like I'm not very good at it still. I'm probably the worst at it. I'm good at making like a skeleton, but uh Chris is really good at layers. Ryan is really good at layers. Brandon, he's good with his it, like inventory, um like instrumentation, like, like the little like tambourine and cowbell and weird stuff yeah. like that, you know. But all those layers are just like uh how much can you fit in this spot to make it sound as full as you can? Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like they're subtle, but they add a lot to the sound. It's like if if you took them out, you'd you'd notice, but you don't necessarily notice that they're there when they are. I mean, that's that that's the key of a good production, I think. Yeah, no, it it's cool. It still it still escapes me quite a bit, but it you're just like, like I sound, I sound, we sound sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It was on me. Well, in fact, actually, what I wanted to ask you was about your vocal style because uh, I'm always blown away by vocalists who can switch from that like really powerful, like false fold distortion on their voices to going like instantly into like beautiful sounding melodies. And like you flip that switch so fucking quickly with your pipes. Was that something that like. It, it, like when you were experimenting younger as a band that you kind of like, you knew that was going to be your sound and you had to hone it. Or was it like something that you had to like train your voice to be able to do over years? Uh, I don't know. I guess I trained it. I'm, I'm just shouting. Like I'm not, I'm not doing any sort of real technique other than what I taught myself, you know? So I'm not like, I'm not flipping a switch. I'm just shouting now. I'm just singing and now I start shouting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, pull it back but, and bring, let it go. How is that on your vocal cords? Yeah. Like, do you have to be careful, like, with, like, you know, pushing it too hard? Like, you know, say, for example, if you've got, like, a big tour, like, 15, 20, 25 dates, like, is it the case that, like, you know, from cer certain bits, those big shouty bits on record, you have to throw the mic out just to preserve it for future dates? Yeah, it... Earlier in tours, I have to do that for sure. It's like, I don't know. It can be pretty rough, but I just have to stick with it and like learn how to sing the songs, you know? I'm with you. you do it in, in the studio. It's entirely different than when you're up on the stage. Yeah, because there's uh, no breaks. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in between. You just go, go, go. And... uh I'd, I'm probably going to have a lot of trouble with Why Would I Watch because this album is very dense. Yeah. Like. But I'm, I don't know. I'm confident. It's not, it's not too hard. I've trained up my vocal cord. I, I can shout for a long time. Sick. It's just a matter of also being able to breathe now. <laughs> yeah. I guess. So when it's like lyric heavy as well, you just like. <gasps> and bigger <laughs> stages, more space to run around on. All of a sudden you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm secretly a fat guy i know that it's i'm way too thick to be doing what i'm doing <laughs> tell me tell me a lot of it. dancing <laughs> well let's get you in the wrestling ring man i'm sure i'm sure a couple of uh couple of brawls could set you up nicely for some on-stage fitness yeah getting the shit beat out of me that'll <laughs> that'll definitely make it better for me well, I wanted to fire through like just some quick fire questions, seeing as the, ra the record drops at midnight to sort of close out this chat. Just 
from your perspective, like, you know, different questions to to get your perspective on like living and processing this record over the last couple of months. My first one is personally, what's your favorite song off this record? Um, I don't know. Uh, Christ alive. My toe, damn it hurts is <laughs> that I, I think that song like came out the best. Like it like musically translates the, the little dumb thought that I had when we started writing it like forever ago. Um, between that and uh, John the Rock Cena, can you smell what The Undertaker? Sick. I'm so glad that got a shout. <laughs> so what would you say your favorite lyric that you wrote on this record is or your favorite line? Um, huh. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Uh, I write too many lyrics to be... I, I don't know. Uh, and I Smoke has a cool little fractal how the pattern repeats itself its smallest details repeat indefinite that's that's a fun little like visual thing that's a hell of a bar dude i love that rhyming pattern as well i've noticed that with like your lyricism like you don't like you'll set yourself up for what people would think would be a standard rhyming pattern and then the word that like their brain like autofills next like you take them somewhere else like you throw them a curveball yeah and that's that's just like I don't know. A lot of good writers do it a lot better than I do. Like, uh, I listen to a lot of songs that just don't rhyme. They just <laughs> don't have yeah. like actual rhyme schemes at all. It's just like creative writing stretched out for three or four minutes. You know? Oh, yeah. I think that's it's, and, it's a misconception. Like, cause I think when people first start writing songs, or if you you first start yeah singing or whatever, you're like, oh, everything must rhyme. But it's like you can make a song sound like it rhymes by just the way you sing it or the way you phrase words or the way you pick like the um like the melodies or like the the timing of it oh hell yeah you can trick people into thinking thinking this song rhymes when none of the lyrics actually rhyme at all chance the rapper is one of the kings of doing that yeah like his his lyricism like is is unbelievable um one that that actually reminds me of a question i wanted to ask you were there any musical inspirations on this record like songs or artists or like tunes that you're listening to that maybe people wouldn't have expected you to have drawn influence from like stuff from outside the rock world um outside of the rock world i don't know i don't i I listen to some weird stuff okay like um like you know hop along uh, it's all in the rock world, unfortunately. Okay. Hopalong, Laura Stevenson in the cans, Andrew Jackson, Jihad, AJJ now. Um, as far as like weird influences, I guess like Oliver Tree. Oh. Oliver Tree is like... Yeah, he's sick. Yeah. What a shout. He, he's insane like melodies. His lyrics are so like plain and nothing, but yeah. it's all backed up by like just dope, simple music and very, very good earworm melodies. Yeah. So, and his, and his I listen whole, to him quite a bit. His whole persona of like, he went from a, what was it? Razor Scooter, prof- ex Razor Scooter Professionals to now he's like some cowboy mullet. Oh, man. Mullet cowboy, man. Like the performance he did, I think it was like Fallon or Kimmel where he's performing Cowboys Don't Cry and he starts with a massive cowboy hat and then he takes it off to reveal slightly smaller cowboy hats each time. <laughs> so it's just one tiny little hat. I love that shit. Genius. It's just like, it's like, how can you just ignore that guy? Yeah. 
Ah, uh, that's my favorite shit. And my final question to you on the new record is, is there any songs off this new record that you haven't had a chance to play live yet that you can't wait to put into the set list just because you know what your fans are going to give you back on it? Um, hmm. I mean, uh, the first, the opening track shouldn't have a leg hole, but I do. Um, it, to me, it sounds like being chased through the woods. And <laughs> I feel like if we play it live, if we if we were to kick off on that, it would sort of... The, the cue is to do something fucked up, you know? Sick. And I hope that people catch that cue. Is <laughs> that and alternatively uh, playing Betty, where uh, someone would jump off the balcony for a different reason. We'll see. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of... I want to see how these songs do. I'm not sure how they'll do yet. I think when people hear this album, I think it's... I've listened to you for quite a while and this is my... Probably my favorite album you've put out. So I listened to it back to back and it was just... Each... Every song was like, not. I'm not skipping this one, not skipping this one. It was just solid from back to front, I think. Not, not to blow smoke up your ass or anything. All killer, no filler. <laughs> no, sick. Thank you. Well... Tades, thank you ever so much for your time today, my friend. And to anyone watching right now, don't forget Hot Mulligan are going to be back in the United Kingdom with a headline tour with support from Spanish love songs later on this year. But best of luck with the album launch at midnight, my friend. Hope it all goes well for you. And congratulations on this record. Oh, yeah, before we get out of here, did your label accidentally leak your last record? <laughs> No, I don't know. It don't. just started showing up early at places. Okay, sick. So you managed to be leakless on this one. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to say. It's kind of leaked, I guess. There's still time. Well, Tate, thank you ever so much, my friend. One more time, my friends. Give it up for Tate. Cheers, Tate. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> thank you, man. That was perfect. What a nice guy. What an absolute legend. We've got something to react to, don't we, Ollie? Well, we both have... Well, should we go into it? First? Yeah, right. So we're about to react to Machine Gun Kelly's return to rap. He dropped a freestyle called Renegade Freestyle. And I was unaware of this information, but producer Ollie isn't exactly Kel's biggest fan. Is it always you, you're on first name basis, are you? You and Kel's? Kel's! Oh, yeah, me and Kel's. Kel's. Colson, actually, to those who know him. The thing is, right, I liked that first album when he when he um when he went pop punk i liked the album thought it was good thought it was catchy it got some good songs and then he started talking started opening his old little mouth slagging off people that played warp tour and comfy shoes slagging off Corey taylor the god yeah, of metal I, I didn't i didn't i didn't think there was there was uh anything wrong with my choice of t-shirt yep. today and then so now, and john's like john's Forgotten about that. It pushed it all under the rug. Oh, it's fine. I won't forget. I'm wearing comfy shoes. Kells, listen, yeah. If you're watching this, <laughs> I think he's. I think he's on the stream. Yeah, he he loves a good live stream. But he's going back to rap now. He is so. indeed a foray back to rap. We heard. I think he's like, oh, I've done. I've milked. I've milked the pop punk teat. <laughs> I've drank out of the pop punk nipple for. <laughs> This is going to be such a yin and yang reaction, isn't it? Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking cast Travis Barker aside now. He's like, I don't need you anymore. Do you Going back to the rap. 
I, I don't think Trav is going to stay away from this project. There's no way. If, you, if you're making a rap record, nah, to be fair, I, I said the greatest drummer of all time. I did see on Travis Barker's Instagram, it was, it was, there was a video of Blink, I think, and he was like FaceTiming Kells. Kells, Colson. So they're still mates, I imagine. That's not changing anytime soon. But he's back. He's back. In the rap world. In the rap world. And he's calling out other rappers. Again. Jack Harlow, apparently. So I I haven't watched this rap. I've only seen people tweeting about it. And I just opened Twitter and I just saw people saying, MGK taking shots at Jack Harlow in new rap song. And I was like, huh, okay. And like, okay, I'm one of the people as well who, you know how he had that whole rap battle with Eminem and everyone was like Eminem bodied him man like he, the thing he, is, he hit him so hard he had to switch genres I was like listen to rap devil and tell me do you know what the thing is like I probably I mean like rap devil was great but I feel like it, Eminem probably came on top of, in that battle but at the end of the day they're both winners because they both have millions of views in those videos yeah they they're do they're laughing all the way to the bloody bank yeah they are Sounded really northern then. <laughs> till the bloody till bank. The, laughing to the bloody bank. Laughing to the bank. <laughs> yeah. Should we check out that, the new rap freestyle? Absolutely. We've got subtitles on as well, just so we can uh, make sure we're picking up word for word what he's saying. Will they happen in Jeffin? Yeah. Wait, should we do a quick um, backyard check? What's going on in the backyard? Nice, uh, I'll tell you what. Barbecue. Tell you what. Nice little bit of weight on that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know, but um, John works out. I, I've been known to pick stuff up and put it down again. Yeah, he, he can't wear t-shirts anymore. <laughs> I, I know. It, it's serious, my friends. I, I am actually allergic to sleeves. Yeah, this is the only show, rain or shine, rain, whatever the weather. John will always be wearing. Oh yeah! If you've ever seen me at a festival or a gig, do you ever notice the fact that I've never got anything this, to sleeves? If you got arms like that, would you hide them away? <laughs> No. <laughs> and MGK's been working out. Look at all this. Yeah. Nice Maybe little pull-up bar in the back as well. Like, I think that could potentially I don't be think a squat, that's his house. A squat rack. I don't think that's his house because it looks a bit too, like, common. You'd imagine he's got a bit of cash. Yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. You never know. Like, some... some I'm not people, slagging off. I'm just some, saying, if you're, if might you're might a multi-millionaire... Like a little, like a little minimalist lifestyle. Yeah. Although you can't say that when he was walking around on his birthday with a fucking flamethrower. Exactly. Right, let's check out Renegade Freestyle. Renegade! <laughs> so fucking sick, I could piss me. What a fucking bar. The thing is, right, I'm, a, I'm no expert at rap. But sometimes I feel like people just say stuff that sounds clever when you actually think about it, it's not actually clever. <laughs> they put words together that are related and they're like, this is like this and like this. But then when you think about it, it's like, well, it's not really. You just pick two things which have a sort of... Have you seen the new Guardians like, of the I'm Galaxy? At war, I'm at war with the stars, like not like George Lucas or something. Sounds clever, right? Think about it. What does it mean? A Rubik's They tried to put them in a box. Yeah, like... That he had to solve, like Rubik's. So he had to get to, out of it. He had to get out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it kind of worked to watch a little bit of UK rap battle. One of the guys, don't flop it. Yeah, one of my favorite lines is "I'm street, no Corey." 
I, from uh, I just, anytime, well. anytime someone does like a something, something, no, I always think of that. I think it's Lunacy from uh, Don't Flop yeah, It. It yeah. came out with the bar. Um, where I'm from, Philadelphia is just a spreadable cheese. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking bar. But I tell you what, Kells does love his movie rap references. Because there's a lyric in a song that he features on. I want to say it's either with, I want to say it's on Trippy Red's album, Pegasus. And there's a bar where he says something, something like eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. And to get that film title into a line is fucking hard with that many syllables. Don't think great white sharks eat barracuda. <laughs> and can we just, I don't want that. I don't, I think it's quite good to be fair, but listen, yeah. I don't think I, I used to play football as we call it over here. What the fuck is a soccer cleat shoe? Is that a football boot? Americans call yeah they they call they it call cleats. it a, a cleat soccer cleat shoe. I, they're they're just called. Hey, cleats. pass me my soccer cleat shoe, <laughs> mom. Gotta go play soccer. <laughs> soccer cleat shoe. Jesus Christ. I don't think I've, he, I mean, he's, he's, I'm not slagging it all off. It is, he's got some good bars, good, good flow. Good flow. Imagine you're watching this as like a serious, like if you're a serious like rapper and I'm just like, <laughs> I know nothing. I'm no, I have no credentials for yeah. this sort of music. When it comes to analyzing rap, I will say that like other than, like choice of r words or rhyming patterns, like we don't have much. I am, to be honest, I, I mean, I'm, when it's a good line, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. But I don't know, I think I'm, I'm too pick, I'm too pick, like picky to be like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. No, I get, yeah. But I guess probably a lot of songs I listen to in the rock world, probably have shit lyrics, don't they? Oh, uh, well, shit, I mean. I did. Like some of my favorite shit. Lyrics. I mean, I listen. I grew up listening to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, like stupid lyrics are one of my favorite things to find within songs. Hey kid, take my advice. You don't want to step into a big pile of shit. <laughs> the water's Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Not bad for a little minute and a half freestyle from Kells. To be fair, I feel like the point of freestyles isn't meant to be like, you wouldn't write it like you would a proper song, would you? It's like... Just all references. Like, what, like, yeah. what shots can you take? Like, what what lyrical flow can you demonstrate? Yeah, and it's just like, it's his way of being like, I'm back. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> and taking shots at Jack Arlo as well. What do you think of that, my friends? Let us know your thoughts on the brand new Machine Gun Kelly freestyle. What's Jack going to say back, eh? Is he going to make a track? Is Jack you know what? Arlo it, as, as, like, pay as it sort of seems, I do like a good bit of beef. Yeah. Like, there's not enough in, like, the rock and metal world. No, like, right. I was saying this when Eminem and MGK had their whole feud, is that, like, a lot of people are theorizing that it was like constructed behind the scenes and both were in on it and like that kind of thing. Even if they were, people got invested in it. And like, if you look at the inspiration that happened off the back of that, all of a sudden, do you remember the YouTubers, like the Sidemen and all those people? Yeah. They all started doing rap battles against each other. So like, it literally- If it gets views, then people will do yeah. it. <clears throat> I might have to 
we might have to have a fucking dis dis. Oh, should we have a rap? But should we fall out and have a rap battle and it's all fake? <laughs> <laughs> we'll still still do the show, but I'll I'll drop a diss track. I'll ollie on you like I'm Tony Hawk. See again, what's that even mean? <laughs> You're me on you. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> You're me on you. Oh God! Lamb says, "Please have a rap battle." Give me, yeah. Give me a, give me a beat. Give me a week and give me a beat. I'm not, I'm not doing it live. <laughs> I reckon on on a track. I on could, track, could, you uh, could take me. If I wrote, if I wrote, <laughs> if it was pre-prepared. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do a freestyle. Give me and Ollie a week. We'll come back. And I we'll could have write a you a, a metal track. Oh yeah, if you asked Ollie to ad lib you something like a riff or a breakdown, like you cook. I don't know if you've ever, if you've heard the intro for this show. If you like that music, that's one of mine. Mickey Mini Tosco, did you write that? Our yeah. intro. Let's fucking my friends, can we give one of those to producer Ollie, please? One of mine. With just how fucking talented he is, making all of this. Because I don't want to pay song. anyone else for music. <laughs> so one last story before we get out of here today and that is regarding elenium and the release of his brand new self-titled album if you follow me on social media at all over god knows fucking how long i've not stopped posting about this guy for like five years i discovered him on a song you discovered him <laughs> oh yeah it was wow. me i found elenium thank me later on a song called good things fall apart featuring Do you know what i Tom that Bell. was the first one i heard well i heard Travis Barker's remix yeah, of it. The pop punk one. Yeah. Tell me what you hate about me. Whatever it is, I'm sorry. Oh, what a fucking tune. And I was fortunate enough to actually get to finally see Elenium Live in Vegas on the same time I was out there for when we were young. First was playing a club called Omnia, I think. And it was everything that I wanted and more. And Elenium's got the one in uh, by Area 51 or... 15 area 15 oh, i couldn't tell you like, i just leave it shit. everywhere <laughs> you just you were just like I, I wasn't even gonna bother trying to work something out if it's a five minute uber i was gonna five minute uber <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't seen elenium's list of collaborations on this new record it is insane the names that are that are on this record You've got collabs with Spirit Box that already came out before the record dropped with Shivering. There's a collaboration on there with Jaden. I uh, can't remember what that song's called. One second. I'm just getting up, getting up here. Oh, let's go. Is this the album? Ah, right. Starfall, first track on the album. Beautifully emotional opener. And oh, I got way ahead of myself. So... The song featuring Skylar Grey from The Ashes, that came out before the album, but Skylar Grey features on the Papa Roach song. I can't remember what that's called. Features on a Papa yeah. Roach song. I think Periscope. It yeah, that was like 2018. Yeah, banger that. And also features on an Eminem tune as well. She's got a great voice. An amazing voice. And speaking of people with an amazing voice, Avril Lavigne features on a song called Eyes Wide Shut, which also has Travis Barker. But the one that I really do want to point you in the direction of is the second to last song on the album, I do believe, featuring Motionless in White. Flawless from start to finish. And it's one of my album of the year contenders. When you saw him live, did he have a full band or was it just... No, nah, just him, man. Just DJ set. Do you reckon when DJ they set. do... Because I think... 
like he could have a full band and like for sure like even if you have like the sample of those people of the features singing yeah they can still play the instruments live well he's doing um a trilogy show in california i do believe because he did one in vegas he's from vegas and basically he did his first three albums effectively in it's in in their entirety with like remixes and mashups on them and i think he's doing something very similar in california towards the end of the year so like maybe during it'd be so good if he could get like a few of like the special if he had like a live kit on stage like you know like Get the bands to bring get Avril down, get Travis down, you know, get the guys, get the gang. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, Trav would do anything that involves him turning up to a stadium and fucking playing drums. Jade and his son would turn up. <laughs> the, the bring related. your kid to work day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right then, my friends. Before we actually move on from Millennium, King Jimmy says, not sure what prices are used like for EDM but seems reasonably priced for the London show. Yeah, the Elenium London show. I think my ticket was like £35. Where's he he playing? Electric Brixton. Ooh, I like that venue. Yeah, really good venue. Great sound system in the Electric Brixton. I once saw Fallout Boy in that room. What? They did, well, they've done it a few times where they do like an underplay before they do like an arena show. And I saw them there. And I saw them at Islington Assembly Hall as well. Holy shit. So, yeah. Damn, I like okay. If we talk, if we're bragging about tiny shows, like oh yeah, my, what's, what's what do you reckon's your biggest band or smallest show? Because I've seen a, a few, but I'm, are you talking about like they're b- big at the time, but they play a small show? Yeah, or are you talking about big at seen, the time? Big at the time, yeah. they play a small show. Okay, I've got one. Parkway Drive at the Underworld, <sighs> like not that long ago. Like, did you guys see Bring Me at the Underworld just before I did Wembley? I saw them at the dome before they for like one of the um teenage cancer trust things. The, the dome was small. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, the dome in um So I would well, not even not even the dome. I saw twenty one pilots in oh, Boston yeah. music rooms. Shit, yeah. Which is the smaller room That's, connected that beats, to Tough Park Dome. And what makes this even more mind blowing is Stressed Out had come out, but Blurry Face hadn't, and they dropped Ride. 24 hours before that show so literally the day before he did the show in london they dropped ride that song hadn't even been in out it hadn't even been out an entire day and every single person in boston in yeah boston music room that night knew every single fucking word if you've never been to the boston music rooms it's basically like a pub the stage yeah. is like it's like a downstairs Imagine of a pub. this set like if there was a band literally stood just yeah. there. pretty much how small boston well, you, music you go in through like the pub and yeah. then you go downstairs and then it's like a stage in a bar yeah and mental <laughs> and like 21 pilots still turned up with like as much production as they could they finished on trees with tyler and josh like german on the crowd like oh that was it they had fairly local as a part of that album campaign and like i don't know if you saw this bit of production they had they had like the microphone hanging from a truss and it would lower down and the microphone had like a red led light in it oh, so yeah. like, as it came down tyler walked up and as he grabbed the mic the red led light came on and then he did the rap bit from it that's it pretty cool pretty damn cool Oh my God. We got so sidetracked then that we totally didn't say who's going to be on the show on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to be on the show on Monday? My friends, joining us on Monday's show, we are going to be joined by Derek from Mayday Parade. So if you are Monday a Parade. pop punk fan, make sure you are listening to this show on Monday. Are we going to start at 8 p.m. or are we going to start at half seven? 
No, we've got to start at half seven because Derek's on at eight on Monday. So yeah, we'll be back yep. at half seven on Monday. Nice and early. Nice and early. Might try, should we try and stick to half seven as a start time? Depending on the traffic. Depending on tra traffic, <laughs> depending. Because as much as we'd love to live next door to each other, unfortunately we don't. Yeah, John lives in a castle on a hill. Again, <laughs> like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> he won his court case though, didn't he? Yeah, and then uh, played busks outside or something. Right. I was thinking. I, I've, I don't actually. I've, I've only seen like the headlines. I haven't seen. I, haven't actually seen I was thinking about this. Right. You know how much of a musical nerd Ed Sheeran is. Yeah. I really hope one day they release the court footage from that case because I want to see Ed Sheeran's defense because I've got a feeling because basically they were taking, if you don't know the story, Marvin Gaye. It and it was, uh, let's get it on and thinking out loud. Yeah. So yeah. they, yeah, they, they were coming after them for copyright saying that the chord progression matched. But, but it's, the thing is, you, there's so many, so, so many pop songs which use the same chord progressions. And it's like, you like you can't just sue it. If if it's if it's if they won that court case, anyone could sue anyone. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you've used this 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 certain interval of chord yeah. patterns. But it's like it, the song as a whole doesn't sound like it. But because you've used chord, like that shouldn't be a that can't sh shouldn't be a precedent. Oh, a hundred percent. So that's that's literally the reason why I hope they release Ed Sheeran's defense. Because what I've got in my head is Ed Sheeran guitar. literally walking into court with a guitar over his shoulder, going, "Right, if you're going to take me to court for this chord progression, here's a hundred fucking songs that also have this chord progression." And I'm willing to bet that he sat there and played every single one of them and just sung over the top of it. it was just like, "So you're going to take this person to court? Four chords." their melody over the top. You're going to take this person to chord, their chords, their melody over the top. <laughs> like genuinely, if that, like, if there was ever a court case to reconstruct or to like leak the footage of, I think that would be fucking hilarious. Just this pissed off guy from the UK sat there annoyed that he's been taken to court, just being like, right, but all it's right. Not, it's like, it's like, was it Marvin Gaye's like family or like label or something? Cause it, I'm sure still alive <laughs> marvin gay i don't think so i'm sure if he was alive he, there's no way he would sue for that yeah it's like someone's obviously going for a money grab yeah it's like, like like i can't remember who did the interview but i saw an interview somewhere with a musician who basically went all your favorite songs are stolen ideas that that artist stole from someone else like dave grohl if you've ever seen the interview with him talking to Pharrell Williams. There's a bit where they're talking oh, yeah. about him it, nicking the Smells Like Teen well, Spirit said, film yeah. from a jazz artist. And he was at a house, Dave was at a house party where this jazz artist that he nicked, a disco artist that he nicked mm. this film from. And he walked up to the artist and went, hey man, I'm a massive fan of your work. I've always loved what you do. Like, I just need to let you know that like the drum filling Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, I stole it from you. And the guy just went, yeah, no, I know. There so apparently it was the producer's daughter who took him to court. Damn. Imagine that. Thank you, Portsmouth Party, for that bit of information. Because, yeah, I mean, like, I like to think that an artist wouldn't wouldn't do it. It sounds also, like... Also, if that's going to be a thing, pop punk won't exist. Anymore. Oh, yeah, genuinely. Like, say goodbye to, like, four chord progressions in pop punk. Like, like any band post Blink-182 are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Blink, I don't... I was going to sort of end the show if we wanted to end there on a, a very nice, positive note. I saw this video. Did you see it the other day? No. 
posted by uh, Tom DeLong. It's some wholesome Glenn. shit. It's some wholesome shit. And uh, it warms, warms, warms your heart. So if you're having a bad day, like this guy probably was, just check this out. Yeah. Sorry about that. What are you up to tonight? So the link, buddy. The, the guy asked. Oh, is it concert tonight? Yeah. I'm excited for it. Taking my daughter for, uh, for her first big show. Oh, this is her first big show. <laughs> yeah. How many years you been a fan of Blink 182 for? Oh, my whole life. Thank you. I'm Zach, by the way. Right. Good Ca- man. Quick question. Why'd you help? Need help? That's amazing. Yeah. Is that your wife with you too? Yeah, it's my wife. Yep. How you doing? I'm Zach. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I actually didn't need the cash today. What's that? I didn't need the cash. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, we're hearing it. So oh, okay. Yeah. I was giving back to the first person. It was kind of me. Oh, no kidding. So I actually have something for you. I have $500 cash. No way. Yes, sir. <laughs> you serious? For you and your family. Really? Yes, sir, bro. Dude, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you. you. I love you. Thank you. No problem. He just lost his job recently. No idea. You guys going to cause you have tickets already? Yeah, we bought them for her birthday. Amazing. Where are you guys sitting? We're up right now. How would you like VIP seats? <laughs> no, dude, no way. <laughs> Oh my god, thank you so much. No problem. This was actually on behalf of Tom. If you could say something to Tom, what would it be? Thank you so much. Best. Aliens exist. Yeah. Actually, you want to just tell Tom yourself? You're... Do you guys want to meet Tom? Oh my god. You're Are you serious? Are we being right now? Like, imagine going from, yeah, we've got seats up in the guards. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> get to meet Tom. Bro. Just because you're kind enough to give a dollar eighty-two. Dollar eighty-two for the bus. And like, yeah, just be nice to people. Yeah. I know I come across a bit of a bitter old fucking asshole sometimes. <laughs> Not at all. He's a softy on the inside. But yeah, it's nice. Bro, that was fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> what a lovely surprise to end the show on. Wholesome shit. My friends, thank you ever so fucking much for watching this. Like, we genuinely can't tell you how much it means. Like... We just want to do this to have a bit of fun. And we want to sort of build this up, build a little community, yeah. like people in the chat, if you, like anything you want to say to us, we'll read it out. Yeah, we'll get, we'll... shout outs are going to be more and more of a thing. Yeah. Oh, before we get out of here as well, right. There was a reason. There was a reason why I wore a Slipknot t-shirt on today's stream, oh. right? <laughs> That's the right camera. It's because I want us to start doing, as Ollie said, some wholesome community shit. So we're going to kick off a thing on this show called Band Tea Thursday, where it's real fucking simple, whether you work from home, whether you go to the gym, whether you do anything around the house. You go to the gym. Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) Wear a band t-shirt. And every Thursday, we'll whack our band t-shirts that we're in that day, like on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to join the party, take a photo of you wearing your band t-shirt, hashtag JMTV at the John Mahon show. And let's just start spreading some band tea love every Thursday. Yeah, there we go. Oh, look at that. Shout out to EMP for this beautiful number as well. And what band t-shirt did you go for today, Ollie? Today, the Black Dahlia Murder. One of my favorite bands. Heavy boy. Ever. And sadly we lost Trevor last year. Oh shit, yeah, I forgot about that. But they're carrying on with uh, the guitarist has taken over vocals, I think, but they're, they're one of my favorite bands ever. If you if you are looking to get into death metal, I'll start with Blood Diamond because they are what a fucking band. They are the best, hell yeah, the best. But my friends, Band T Thursday is about to become a thing. So every or Thursday, best, 
Or vest, yeah, t-shirt, vest. John will only wear Band vest. merch Thursday, like hoodies count as well. Every single Thursday, give us also, like, your band merch photos. Give us your most obscure ones or like yeah. if you've got any like rarities. Deep cuts. Annoyingly, I was, I was telling you this before, <laughs> I have a lot of band t-shirts, but uh, I ain't fitting into <laughs> Your boys put attacking on, attacking on some... <laughs> The thing is, I, I obviously cultivating mass. The thing is, it's like when you obviously you buy t-shirts, and then I'm like, I'm not gonna get rid of it. But then it's like some of them are like 15, 20 years old, and I, unfortunately, I'm not I'm not a small anymore <laughs> or a medium. Yeah, so, I, uh, I've, I've needed to evolve my. But I do have a drawer just full of t-shirts. Maybe dude, I could just bring them along. Dude, if they don't fit, turn them into back patches, like on um, jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Good. good. Good advice. Yeah. Right then. Like and subscribe for more fashion advice from John Mahon. <laughs> We're not just music here, my friends. We cover fucking everything. Should we sign it off? We don't really. We, we still haven't got like a sign. See, I got, I got, I got more. I got my radio one. Actually, it's not even a radio. It's my sign off. I end DJ sets with it as well. What's the why is it? Good. My name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'll see you. My name's Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I also do occasionally nick a line that I stole from the lead singer of the main. I saw them live at Gramercy Theatre in New York and he ended the set by saying, I'll see you when I'm looking at you, which I thought was genius. That's good. <laughs> so I like. That'll do, pig. That'll do. do. Thank you ever so much for listening to that, my friends. A slightly shorter episode of the John Mahon Show there because it was quite a reaction-heavy episode, that one. So we only had the one interview on that one, but we did a couple of reactions. So that's like the, the MGK one's like a taste of how a reaction yeah. will sound without the music on here. And no one needs to hear our voices for that long anyway. Or do they? Well, if you do and you're listening to this, then evidently you do. <laughs> and we can give you more, give you more, give me more, give me more over the next couple of weeks. So basically, we are now on episode 16 of the John Mahon Show, but you're obviously only listening to episode two. We're trying to play catch up because I should have been podcasting this stuff from the start, but I didn't. So we're working our way up and just throwing them at you as quickly as we can until we yeah. get up to date. And on the next we're in episode... The, uh, in the condiment game, we're playing catch up. <laughs> Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Was that off the was top? That all right. Yeah. Was that, that was off the top. top. That was off Let's the top. Let's go. If this was on camera, you could be able to see my brain ticking away. Yeah. But, you, know, you were but... actually rocking backwards and forwards as you came up with that one. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's just how geniuses work. You know? It is indeed. <laughs> well, my friends, because we're actually a few episodes in the can, I can tell you who's going to be on the next episode of the John Mock Who is? Because I can't remember. Can you not? Who do we have on episode three? Oh, I do know. It is. Derek Sanders. And I swear that I won't let you go. From Mayday Parade. I thought I could stay for a little while. Emo. Greats. Yeah. And we spoke about their new single at the time, More Like a Crack. Yeah. So Which I was still listening to that song, man. It's a fucking bang. Yeah. Check that out and, on the next episode. And not our only guest. There's two guests on that one. Lake Meliche. There we go. Blake Malice. Yep. With Aliche and Blake. Blake. Blake Maliche. And that was recorded pre-download first. We talked quite a bit about download on that one, I think. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, my friends, we will see you on episode three of the John Mahon Show, but it's a podcast. 
And if you want to come and join us on any of our live shows, we are live on YouTube and Twitch every Monday and Thursday from 7 till 9 p.m. You can find clips of everything at John Mahon Show on all your social media platforms, the talk, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. It's all the same shit. What are you on, Ollie? Um, Paracetamol. <laughs> I was going to say a harder joke. Yeah, you you know, were, weren't you? Keep it PG. <laughs> they don't call him Ollie Molly. Are you nothing. on E's? <laughs> Are you on an E? Ollie Molly. I'm high on E A Sports. It's in the game. game. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? What? <laughs> what, are you, what what's your company? Your your brand, your social. I don't know. Just Where can people find you and support you? If you've you? listened to this far, it was in the show, so just go and find it. Mate. All right. There he is. All that's left for us to say, my friends, is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Root. Go F yourself Ooh. in the A. A censored one, but a worse at the end. <laughs> well, what does the A stand for? That's what that's for you to figure out. Yeah. Till next time. Peace.